1: we
0: This is Ed McMahon. And
2: now, he is Armstrong and Getty. live from Studio C? Uh, C, si, senor. Hey, dimly lit room to start a brand new week deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, James Comey. It's the former director of the FBI. That's right, the rangy ranger, the lanky lawman, defiant as ever, sort of, kind
0: of. Did he pick up a new wellness brand sponsor for his Instagram account? <laughs> Yeah, I just saw uh, the, he,
2: he went on uh, Chris Wallace's show on Fox News to answer the hard questions. I just saw the New York Post headline on that. James Comey is eerily skilled at selling delusions. He is. Oh, he's very good. He yeah. might be the best ever at that sort of thing. Right. We'll clips of that later. He will state that which is clearly contradicted by the evidence. <laughs> explain how it's not at all contradicted by the evidence. And never break a sweat. Yeah. I can't wait to play some clips from that and, uh, and to comment on it. And then impeachment is this week at some point. Oh, gonna, yeah. The House is going to vote. Is that, up. Let, let, <laughs> is that later this week? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Yeah. But nothing, nothing, no more arguing. We oh, don't no, vote. There's, it's just, is it just the voters or is There going to be a debate? No, oh, no, no, in not. which we hear some really good, fresh arguments, <sighs> some new stuff. The arguing
3: God. over the rules and such begins today. And they'll be out uh, the rules. Forth. Oh, yes. The rules of so what? rules the, from
2: the Senate? The, you're talking about the Senate for no, the rules. No, I'm talking about the House. What, what still, rules do you need for voting on impeachment? Uh, that's
3: what they're saying. They're looking over the report that was issued by the uh, Judiciary Committee, and they're going to study on that, and then they're going to talk more about that and shape, uh, add some more shape to the articles of impeachment.
2: Oh, good. I'm trying to add some more shape.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm trying to decrease it myself. <laughs> yeah, I want the shape to be different. Less round, a few more square edges. That's what I'm looking for. Round just seems to be my go-to. The bulges from down there to up here. So I just saw that uh, Clint Eastwood's Richard Jewell movie was his worst, worst box office opening ever as a director. Is that right? Yeah, I was kind of looking forward to that movie. Of course, it doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. That it didn't have a big box office, you know, office opening. In the new world, weird world of movies in which it's all about uh, action heroes in China. But uh, I'm kind of excited about that story. Um, the original fake news, some some people have called it. Well, CNN comes in for a kicking, So oh, I love it no yeah. matter what, you know. Plot, acting, script, I don't care. Yeah. As long as tradesman gets right in the groin, I'll be pleased. We should go through that uh, uh, later, uh, that whole story. It's pretty darn interesting. Um, I read a profile in Clint Eastwood the other day. He's got eight kids from six different women. Wow. He's had something like a hundred affairs with uh, on his various wives. Wow. Just, yeah, starting in the 50s. He's just not at all monogamous. No. And I would hope anybody who would enter into any sort of uh, relationship with him would understand that. Yeah, I'm not sure they did, but... Uh, Does you know.
3: it any which way he can. Exactly! Good <laughs> well, reference well, well to an early
2: 80s movie in which he traveled well around in a truck with a fighting orangutan. <laughs> yeah, that was his co-star in that movie, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. He went from co-starring with the great... Uh, well, you can't beat an orangutan.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's as high
2: up on It's height. That's as good as you can get Right. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny when you throw that into the mix of some of the Oscar-winning, deep, thoughtful, powerful movies. the uh, Driving around in a truck fighting people with an orangutan movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Did he direct those, or was he just...
0: Who he was knows? just acting at that Who time. Cares? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think he makes some strange decisions when you got eight kids to pay for and, and a whole bunch of wives. Uh, very notorious among Clint Eastwood. Uh, p- actors who have been in his movies, they they often share stories of how tight his schedule. Like he shoots movies in like two and a half weeks. You got one, maybe two takes to get it. So you better get it right the first time because he's not sitting around to do reshoots until you feel the right motivation.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I heard a story. Get done. I heard a story hey, from a movie tradesman to make. <laughs> I heard a story from some actress on uh, Charlie Rose about that one time. She said uh, she was supposed to answer the door and say, why are you here? And she thought, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, act here. I'm trying to try to come up with some things. And she, like, threw in a couple extra words. And he jumped out of his chair and went running up the stairs at, like, age 82 and said, Just say, why are you here? And <laughs> shut the door and ran back down the stairs. <laughs> wow. Nice. So he's not really looking for a lot of it. exploring <laughs> what various things you can come up with. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. It's stuck in my head. It's kind of funny. Oh. And oh. might we with the Director want sometimes, you know. Just play your horn like this, you go bop ba and that's it. Oh yeah. That's what I want you to do. I've heard plenty of stories about that. <laughs> it's six notes. Just play those six I guess uh, Clint really enjoyed working with the orangutan, and at one point, Unforgiven, instead of a prostitute being assaulted, it was going to be an orangutan, and and, uh, El Camino was originally his neighbor, was not a mong boy, he was an orangutan, and uh, Mm. let's see, Uh there's several others. All the movies were going to feature orangutans, is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Vietnam movies. Oh, I th- the Iwo Jima movies. Exactly. Right, it's going be yeah, all orangutans <laughs> but, raising right. that flag. Wearing uh, Japanese and American <laughs> uniforms, but... There was that movie
3: "Throwing the Curve" about baseball. Originally, right. it was going to be "Throwing the Feces" because because
2: <laughs> <Wow. laughs> it's a, a- a an right orangutan thing. is right right, yes. right. right Well, right. let's introduce everybody on the squad. Starting over there with Michelangelo, our board operator, who presses buttons, flips toggles, and pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
3: I'm doing good. Uh, next Wednesday is Christmas Day, which I can't believe. Ooh, and really, so, yeah. But going out this weekend, I had to do some errands, and it is on. People are oh, completely I know rude now there, oh. there's you know. They cut you off, they take your parking spaces, it, it's the, on. And
2: the lines everywhere, just, you you, want, you need to like whirl into a Noah's bagel because you're, you're you're starving. Uh, good luck, you're going to be there for an hour. Right. Getting a cup of coffee and one bagel, or any place. Was it you or my wife, and that's a disturbing question, who said, <laughs> why is the gas station busier? Yeah. And that was you on the show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. just, yeah, yeah, waiting in line, four cars deep to pull into the AM, PM to get okay. gas. It's, I was just reminded why you do everything online now. That, uh-huh. That's it. Uh, there's a positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: Doing very well. Had a weekend of uh, of much socializing to the point where uh, I'm I'm really glad to be back into the dimly rit- lit studios and, and just go back to a little bit of normalcy in my life of working for a little bit and then going home, being by myself afterwards. I, there was a, almost too much eye contact this weekend for, for a guy like <laughs> well, me. I feel that.
2: <laughs> so I notice you've got a collared shirt on. Is that uh, part of a new leaf or are you at the bottom oh, no. of your shirt? Drawer? Yeah, it's
0: laundry day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Your I'm out of shirts means you're wearing a shirt with a collar. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> Other people might be into the t shirt, but you got it in reverse. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
3: I'm doing very well kicking off my last week on board for the Armstrong. Oh, and okay. show. It can't be. It can't be. And one of the great radio careers. Heading off into what's shaping up to be an action packed retirement. Several intriguing offers of a personal nature have just come in, and one job offer. Apparently, the U.S. Census Bureau really needs me and sent me a card. Let me know training begins soon. Wow. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking it might be fun knocking on doors, looking for data, taking notes about what you see in people's homes.
2: Calling us if anything weird happens. Well, but
3: yeah. well, I thought I looked at that and said, you know, I'm going to give them a call.
2: But,
3: uh Anyway, yeah, no, uh, this, uh, this is shaping up to be uh, quite an adventure.
2: Cool. So. Yeah, we're going to be talking more about that this week. Um, We've got a variety of things in mind. We got this text. Did Joe just call the movie Gran Torino El Camino? Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I did. I some bulky old American-made vehicle. I don't know. It was close enough. Uh, yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. Impala. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, December 16th, the year 2019. where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Grand Torino, that's right. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to episode, El Camino is the, uh, the new... Uh, Uh, Breaking Bad follow-up movie on the Netflix, which I watched whilst recovering from surgery. It was quite entertaining. Anyway, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark.
3: IHOP has opened a new casual version of their restaurant called Flipped, because who hasn't walked into a regular IHOP and thought, well, this is just way too formal? (laughs) (laughs) a funny joke. (laughs) Uh.
2: Well,
3: we got a new poll out. Public not budging on impeachment. Trump's approval ratings go up. Former FBI Director James Comey admitting eh, some bureau work was sloppy. And we've got Harvey Weinstein's bizarre new interview. Those coming up shortly.
2: But just mistakes, just regular mistakes, in which he actually says in the interview, oh, there were way worse mistakes made when I was director. There were? There (laughs) were worse mistakes than this made. When you were director. Wow. Worse than getting phony spying permits on a presidential campaign. And this is supposed to make me feel better about everything? Okay. Oh, yeah. We have to have way worse than this. I mean, we did stuff that made it that, that make hit lush. Are you kidding? This was nothing. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's excellent, Jack. You're really going to enjoy it. Every bit of it. <laughs> Fantastic. we got to catch up on a weekend's <laughs> worth of news and polls and all that sort of stuff. It's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Favorite headline from the weekend in the Washington Post: Trump goes after Pelosi's teeth as the House gears up for impeachment vote. Oh boy! <laughs> in which um, uh, somebody had tweeted out that a um, uh, Pelosi was asked why you didn't have bribery in any of the impeachment articles when you talked about that so much. Mark Meadows, Republican, then tweeted as a response to that because it wasn't true, and then Trump jumped on a tweet following that saying because Nancy's teeth were falling out of her mouth and she didn't have time to think. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> That's not appropriate! It's funny, <laughs> but it's... Mr. That's a unique sir. style. You're being impeached by the house <laughs> and you go after with the speaker a dentures shot with the well the reason she said that is her teeth were falling out of her head <laughs> wow <laughs> mailbag I'm telling you freedom loving quote of the day this morning from Friedrich Hayek the great uh, thinker economist from the fact that people are very different it follows that if we treat them equally the results must be inequality in their actual position and that the only way to place them in an equal position would be to treat them differently. Equality before the law and material equality are therefore not only different but are in conflict with each other. And we can achieve either one or the other, but not both at the same time. And it was funny. I had a conversation on Friday with a friend counselor about our. Uh, we each have three children, and they're vastly different personalities and, and careers and outcomes and that sort of thing. And. Uh, the impossibility of having them have equal, you know, stuff or power or, or, or anything. If I made and it that's one family with the same parents, right, and same genetics, right. If I made it my life goal for my two boys to turn out the same way in terms of income, it would be impossible, right. No matter how hard I work. Well, you would have to impose draconian, uh, you know, quote unquote, solutions. To achieve that, oh, yeah. first, first of all, they wouldn't be allowed to make any of their own personal decisions because that plays a big role. Right, right. Or you would just have to severely penalize slash tax the one that happened to pursue more uh, financially rewarding paths. Did Joe see the movie Dirty Harold, <laughs> or the Not Forgiven, or any which way except that one? I remember, uh, <laughs> <Not> I remember <laughs> Dirty Harold, in which uh, an orangutan was uh, terrorizing the city, psychopath. <laughs> Your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by a Rich in Salt Lake City. I'm thinking, I'm putting this out there. The the uh, pickins seem to be getting slimmer and slimmer, uh, in terms of good solid arable shower thoughts. I'm thinking maybe we end this with the year and oh, find wow. some new feature okay. at uh, next year. Wow, that's something. Flying, end of an era. Uh, flying economy is one of the most expensive ways to feel poor. This is written from my economy seat as I battle for elbow space with Mister Mister No Shock Socks No Shoes. That's true. You may have, you may have spent five hundred bucks, but you're feeling uh, like a cattle, yeah. like a, a head of cattle, a cow. In short, a steer. Uh, my daughter is flying across the country as we speak, coming home finally. Going to be home this afternoon, my little one. Michael, would you be so kind? We have an example here, Jack, of the beautiful, the gentle, the thought-provoking Japanese art of the haiku
0: needed a little structure this is great
2: yeah yeah it's the five syllables the seven and the five it's it's the structure that frees you oh, so stupid this is from tim uh another impeachment haiku he's made a hobby of writing them <clears throat> schumer is crying wants witnesses to appear what a hypocrite <laughs> i uh, you're so beautiful. It. i'm not going to count the syllables it's so because it. It. It it's, yeah. it's dumb it's so beautiful Ah, the Japanese. Fascinating people, hmm? He has asked for some witnesses, and then there's... So there might be some drama. We'll have to talk about that later. There might actually be some drama in the Senate thing. Uh, yes, agreed. I thought there wasn't going to be any. A lot of people thought there was not going to be any drama. Now it looks like there might actually be some drama. Well, every time impeachment is done, which used to be like every 100 years, now it's every 20, things are a little different, and they approach it differently, and yeah, sure enough... The House went off crazy half-cocked this time, and so the Senate's going to have to make decisions and call witnesses and stuff like that in a way that is not, uh, you know, typical. Uh, I got this lovely gift from uh, Luanne. Um, she sent a small gift, and her best wishes. It is a ball marker, as you might use on a golf course, from uh, the Pine Valley Golf Club which is in southern New Jersey, it is uh, perennially listed as the number one golf course in the United States of America. Wow. If you had an invitation to play Augusta National and Pine Valley, you would play Pine Valley. Really? Yes. Wow. Of course, if I had an invitation to play both of those courses on the same day and they conflicted, I would cry and I would cry and I would cry. I didn't know that. But thank you very much. It's fabulous. Now I'm just afraid of losing it because it's very, very small. Oh, do you have any idea how there came to be two guitar stands in the office? Nope. They're they're like brand new, like they're a gift, but I have no idea where they came from. No, no, okay. no, I haven't been in the office in a month. Well, and I'd thank you to stay away from it. Let's see. Oh, this is for Jack's reading list. It's a series of books, Battle Pug. I know how you love the science fiction. It's apparently an absurdly muscle, muscled, long-haired guy, um, Who who goes into battle against various evildoers with his gigantic pug? Hmm. Got <laughs> yeah, a family is lobbying hard for another pug for Christmas, oh, for a pug puppy. No, 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 uh, no. The wife has enlisted the children. You know how that works. Oh, no. He gets kids. Oh, please, it'd be oh, so cute. No. And, ah, Hold out! Hold Marshall, out! <laughs> Marshall's news next. But you know the controversy over the Clint Eastwood movie. Have you been following that? The Richard Jewell movie. We could talk about that later, I suppose. With Whether the reporter gal, deal. that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he took some dramatic license, but it's her real name. And uh, oh, wait a minute. So anyway, maybe maybe not. I don't know. I was going to call fake reversy to promote the movie, but didn't work. That's a little touchy. The movie made five million dollars over the weekend. Right. Yeah, it's um, more than I made. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips.
3: And weeks of congressional hearings and debate have failed to move the electorate on impeachment. That's according to the latest Fox News poll. At the same time, approval of President Trump's job performance has gone up by three points. Currently you got forty-five percent of the voters approving of Trump's uh, what Trump's doing, up from forty-two percent a couple of months ago. That lands the president almost exactly where he started the year at 43% approval. 53% disapproving.
2: I was looking at the polls yesterday, and they had before the hearings started, during the hearings, and now that they're over. And the numbers didn't move. Right. <laughs> it's just <Right>. incredible. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, the uh, poll also found 50% want Trump impeached and removed from office. 41% oppose impeaching him altogether. And again, that is almost exactly the same as we had a year ago. Did you say 50 were yes? 50% That's want the That's the highest number I've heard lately. Yep. And I'm um, late... but... Before that, uh, 49%
2: favored impeachment and removal. But this, this is Fox. Fox was that first question impeachment and removal or just impeachment? Impeachment and removal. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, every other poll I've heard has been, you know, 48, 46, the right right range. But, uh, I mean, both roughly equal. Right. Whatever. I tell you what, I would be highly concerned were I the Democratic Party in uh, looking at the presidency, the White House, because barring some sort of horrific economic downturn, that 45% that the president has is not going away. No. Clearly. And so you've got to somehow gin up a good solid 45% or, or a little more, obviously, for old man Biden or, or little Pete right. or, or one of those people. Right. Little Pete. And I, I just don't see that happening because you're, you're always at your highest when you're unexamined. Well, not always, but usually. So, yeah, they're up again.
3: Yep. Meanwhile, the House leaders are getting ready for the final impeachment vote. Just as lawmakers are getting ready to leave for the holiday break, approval would go ahead and set up a 2020 trial in the Senate. The vote could come as soon as Wednesday, with a meeting to set debate
2: rules scheduled for Tuesday.
0: Fantastic! You oh got boy. You got Adam. You, so you they all enjoy the
2: debate.
0: Ah, oh, for the love of heaven. Set the rules, what, like no elbows, can't meet a downed <laughs> opponent? Yeah.
2: The president, obviously, was extorting the Ukrainians. Uh, come on, we need to hear this again? You all enjoy that. I won't be paying
0: attention. Oh.
3: <sighs> Former FBI Director James Comey admitting in a Fox News interview that the recently released Justice Department inspector general's report into the Russia probe found what he called real sloppiness in how FISA court surveillance warrants were obtained and renewed for former Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page. Comey going on to say, I was overconfident in the procedures that the FBI and justice had built over 20 years. I thought they were robust enough. It's incredibly hard to get a FISA. I was overconfident in those because he's right. There was real
2: sloppiness, 17 things that either should have been in the applications or at least discussed and characterized differently. It, it was not acceptable. Yeah, it's easier to get a FISA ruling if you fake up a bunch of stuff and, and, and you know, give the judge a steal report. Right. We're going to go into that uh, in more depth a little later in the show. <clears throat> but the long and short of it is, Comey says, no, there, there, this wasn't people out to get anybody or bias or anything like that. People made mistakes. Well, so your argument is that's how incompetent the FBI is? I, as a citizen, would actually rather it turns out to be biased. Right, because then you can get rid of those folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it turns out our best law enforcement agency, most important law enforcement agency in America, is that sloppy and incompetent, that's not good news. Well, and sloppy and incompetent would lead you to believe that there would at least be some distribution of sloppy in favor of the target, or against him as opposed to every single quote-unquote mistake went in the same direction toward supporting the warrant now I get that that they're prosecuting and so they're going to do what prosecutors do but the idea of the FISA court is that it's incredibly careful it's taken very very seriously yeah. this is authorizing the United States government to spy on citizens which we find repugnant in our society. So they uh, institute this process. And you said, quote-unquote, mistake, which is is important, because I was yelling at the TV last night when he was talking about sloppiness and mistakes. It's not a mistake that you left out that Carter Page was already working with the CIA. There's no way you can call that a mistake. I forgot. Or a guy you changing? Possibly forget the guy changing a paragraph that had already been written about that and taking it out of a, of an email. That's not. There's no way you can characterize that as a mistake, right? It was obviously on purpose. Right. Now one of the top and lawyers and writing not a source on the file to make it look like you know he was not working with the CIA. Yeah. Well, he wasn't working as a source per se. He was keeping them informed. They're going to get away with uh, calling that a mistake, I guess. The um, top lawyer for the ACLU over the weekend in the Washington Post wrote, The Inspector General's report makes it clear we need to reform the government's secret intelligence court. And I'm glad to see the ACLU's on board with, with just right-wingers who think that this is not the way we should be running things. We just got a better look at the dirty underbelly of the government's secret intelligence court, and it is bad, said the ACLU. The New York Times actually wrote a a good, solid, one of the folks at the New York Times wrote a good, solid editorial expressing more or less the same thing, and I'm glad to see there are at least a few folks on the left who have put aside their Trump hatred and found their conscience, like the ACLU, and is saying, wow, this is ugly and we can't have this. So I tip my cap to ye.
3: Meanwhile, Harvey Weinstein may stand accused of sexually harassing and even raping more than 80 women over a period of decades, but he sees things very differently. Apparently, Weinstein thinks he deserves credit for doing more for women, quote, than any other filmmaker. In what can only be described as a bizarre interview with the New York Post, ahead of his rape trial, the disgraced Hollywood mogul complains that his work has been forgotten, Despite many of the allegations dating back at least 30 years, Weinstein says he wants the city to recognize him for who he was, not who he became. So you
2: want us to praise Stalin's mustache, in other words?
3: What? No.
2: You can't say to a woman, look, if you let me rape you, you can star as Rosa Parks, the great female civil rights leader, and then be hailed as some sort of advocate (laughs) for woman, Harvey.
3: No, in his mind, he pioneered female representation in Hollywood all those years ago
2: before, in his words, it became Vogue. That gives you a look into his mind, I guess. Yeah, that's an odd point of view. That's your news. I mean, thinks... it's a, seriously, it's like I remember the story of, of this poor gal. I don't know why it's stuck in my mind. Probably because it's so horrific. But this poor gal, she was Egyptian, I think. Uh, a family brought her to the country with right. promise of the job. Blah blah blah. And they and and they this family ended up making her a slave for years. Right. In the United States, horrific story. Um. And 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 so should they be looking for praises as early immigration advocates? Geez, <laughs> he's out of his mind.
3: Oh, there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall. The Armstrong and Getty Show: The Conscience of the Nation. I'm just glad to see whatever that
2: problem was that was causing him to use a walker is has gotten better. Yeah. So the fact that he thinks that would fly—that people say, "Oh, you know, you, you know, you got to balance things out." On yep. one hand, he he'd rape innocent young women. On the other hand, though, you know, he was an advocate for more roles in uh, television. you and you know, it's a. The, he the, used people's dreams as weapons against them to the, fulfill his own purient desires. The yeah. fact that he thinks that works just shows you how crazy he must be. Yeah. Yep. Um, among stories I want to talk about, NBC's really going after Jay Leno, or, or uh, people are going after Jay Leno. Uh, NBC to fire Jay Leno. He's still involved in uh, a number of projects for making dog-eating jokes. <laughs> I hit shut you with up. a couple of the jokes. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> no, up! But uh, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, That among other things, the season of giving. I'd like to give them a kick in the ass. This is
0: you see this in the papers. People are trying to get me canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this? Have you seen this this in the papers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, This is the last
2: week of the Armstrong and Getty show. Not forever, but for this year, for this decade. Yeah, and you don't know. We don't know either. They might wake up and. Um, uh, But so uh, yeah, we got to take it with the proper. I don't know. I don't have a finish to that sentence, the um I think I, I think I was <laughs> intending to say, should we should we should take it seriously or not uh, suck or something looking for a damn to give. but I Can't uh, find I, one, but I realized yeah. I'm not sure I can pull off the whole not sucking part. I'm not sure I'm invested to make sure that that happens so uh. well i I'm feeling very festive, a because I'm feeling a lot better, bouncing back from my surgery uh, back in the studio, which is nice. It's, it's Marshall's last week, which is obviously bittersweet, so um. Climb on my back, I will carry ye. I certainly got a lot of stuff from the newspapers and the world of, uh, you know, real life and all that sort of stuff to talk about today as I was out and about doing your Christmas stuff. Man, the hubbub this time of year, mm. come for the hub, stay for the bub. <laughs> Oof. Everywhere you go. Oh, we went to Build-A-Bear on a Saturday. First time the kids had ever been there and first oh. time I'd ever been there. Oh, it's delightful. Oh, did they have a good time. 130 bucks as we walked out the door though. <laughs> wow. Didn't know It was going to be that expensive. Wow. That's come up a bit. This, made, this whole thing in China costs three cents. You realize that? <laughs> hey, kids. Wow. And we're doing most of the work here. Yeah, exactly. We And we put it together. To right. right. so get like my kids that, to do Chinese yeah. children's work. It's like when we cooked our own steaks, huh, Sean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <What are
0: there? laughs> very why simple. is it so expensive here? Well, it's
2: because you cook your own steaks. Right. right. It's because you, you make your own bear. That's right. Armstrong
3: and Getty. your heart feel light. From now on, our troubles will be out of
0: sight. I like now, the traditional
2: Christmas music there, Michael. What's that, a harpsichord you're ripping away on an the earth? They That's nice, Michael. You don't hear harpsichord that much anymore. A later in the program, like in 10 minutes, if you get the next hour of the show, James Comey on Fox yesterday. you got to give him credit for going into Fox, where you he knew he'd get some hard questions from Chris Wallace. Of course, if your plan is to just, like, talk nonsense, I suppose you can go into any arena. <gasps> well, he's um, trying to, he's one of the best nonsense talkers I've ever heard. He is good at so it. So I figured he'd go up against Chris Wallace, who's a tough bastard, and, and, and see how his game held up. Yeah. So we'll play Man, that for is you he good. It's a just slick double talk. Ooh! Um, Asian American groups are calling NBC to sever ties with Jay Leno after eating dogs jokes through the years, including one recently. They accuse the Leno of a pattern of stereotyping Asians in his comedy. Here's a joke from 2002. Jeez, you're going back almost 20 years. Oh, come on. Uh, stereotype about a Korean skater's Olympic loss in 2002. Kim Dong's Kim Dong Sung was so upset he went home and kicked his dog. Yeah, yeah. Then he ate him. Oh, boy. Is this joke? That's subtle. That's a tonight's <laughs> show joke for you. Or his apparent recent comment backstage at America's Got Talent, that's where Jay Leno is currently seen on NBC, apparently. He shows up on America's Got Talent, where he remarked that pets in a photo looked like something one would find on the menu at a Korean restaurant. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My problem with these jokes is that they're not good. I thought the first one was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's okay. But the only reason I wanted to bring this up is this. I remember when the, uh, was it the last Olympics were in South Korea? Winter Olympics? I think Mm -hmm. it was. Uh, USA Today had a huge front page story about how much dog eating goes on in South Korea. Right. And how they were trying to hide that. With the Olympics coming mm-hmm. on, so they were they were taking it off the menus at a bunch of restaurants and keeping people away from just outside of town, where they'd raise all these dogs for butchering and eating in horrific conditions. In horrific conditions, right? For we all know the way dogs are. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, just such a gentle. I don't even want to talk about it. We all know. But uh, it, it's it is absolutely one hundred percent part of the culture. Right. And you can't make a joke about that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Really? Asian folks, listen. We all put up with a certain amount of uh, chuckles at our expense, cliches about white people, too. Black people, Asians, etc. It's called pressure. It's called social pressure. The eating of dogs is horrific. Or somebody was trying to make the case to me that the eating of pigs was horrific, and I countered that uh, they're delicious. (laughs) Um, <laughs> hard to argue with that and and we don't think these beautiful intelligent creatures should be kept in cages like they do in in much of Asia we think that ought to end and we're going to keep making jokes about it hoping it ends and it's if anybody actually won't hire you or discriminates against you that's a bad thing making jokes about dogs is going to happen deal with it have you seen this? have you heard this?
0: huh? Uh, driving, dogs. Around my,
2: driving around in my classic car not eating dogs <laughs> I'm going to get a burger. Not meat of dogs. Jack and I have long advocated a certain legal status known as super guilty. Super guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can supersede everything else. If it's clear you're super guilty, you don't need any you don't need a trial, you don't need all oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, you would have a panel of judges take a serious look at it, and declare you super guilty and off you go to the Armstrong and Getty Detention Island where you would be kept away from humanity for the rest of your days. Now, we would be much more careful than James Comey, for instance. There would be an advocate there for you, if if indeed anybody chose to, or or we'd appoint somebody for you. But if you're found super guilty, you're gone. Well, uh, this happened in Phoenix on a light rail car. This is the day after Thanksgiving, a man who happened to be wearing reindeer slippers, which I'm not Mm. sure is relevant, Mm. but it is notable. So is that like your slippers have a little red nose on the end of the a little antler? Indeed, the, the slippers were fashion, jacked to resemble reindeer. That's what I'm picturing. Okay? I think we just can can leave it there. Um, I have never in my life donned some sort of whimsical slipper. I'm not against them, but I've never had any on my feet.
0: I would bet that you've never worn slippers, period. If mm-hmm. somebody presented that to me, I would I would take the no. I'm not sure I have, actually. Yeah. I assume if it's cold in the night and you have to get up to
2: pee, you just pull on your boots. <laughs> wears and boots. I sleep in jeans and cowboy boots. I logged some fine slipper time recovering from surgery, I'll tell you. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, Okay, so this guy, wearing his reindeer slippers, attempted to steal a woman's wheelchair right from under her as she sat in it. Security footage. So this guy, 26-year-old Austin Sherbutt, who needs to be on the Armstrong and Getty detention island as soon as possible. This all took place on video in a light rail car, is trying to hurl this woman out of her wheelchair to steal it. But hero passengers on the light rail saw what was coming, or what was happening, came to her aid, and apprehended the guy until the coppers could be there. So, Your Honor... We have Mr. Sure-Butt, S-H-U-R-B-U-T-T, being represented by the Maricopa County Public Defender's Office. But so we have multiple witnesses who apprehended him, transferred custody to the cops directly. At no point was the suspect out of sight or anywhere. And it's all on videotape. Your Honor, this man is super guilty. And will be removed from society. Plus, you know, what sort of horrific human being could possibly do that?
0: Mm.
2: I mean, even if he's high on drugs or whatever, he's super guilty. Red hoodie and reindeer slippers. Plus, you've, you've, you've impugned the good name of reindeer slippers. A whimsical holiday choice for children and adults alike. It's disgusting. Unbelievable. What kind of monster is this guy? Yeah, he's a crazy person. Yeah, oh, man. One of our listeners, Jack, who uh, he works in retail in, I believe, Portlandia, was uh, every day he has to bust junkies who are trying to rip off his store. I'm surprised anybody does that anymore. And one busted out a knife. He was stealing knives and stabbed him bad and Oof. cut him up. Oof. A beloved listener. Um, he, he sent along some rather graphic pictures, too. Just as a general rule folks, anytime you have a terrible injury, please send pictures. Ay ay ay. I know what a stabbing is. But yeah, terrible. You got to take these people, you got to boot them out. Put them on the desert island. High fences, guard towers, dogs. If you have if you have a business in one of the high homeless areas where they're coming in your store all the time, you got to have a gun, don't you? Don't you have to have a gun? They have an armed guard there. Yeah, but I mean the guy was uh, carved him up before he could be well, part of the problem was that the security guard first attempted to pepper spray him, but as he was grappling with our friend, um, everybody got a face full of, full of pepper spray, and then, you know, it's chaos. Uh, James Comey went on Fox yesterday. Chris Wallace grilled him pretty good. His answers are dang interesting. Stay tuned.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This message comes
0: from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.